0: hello 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 welcome to stargazing a stargate gazing podcast i'm your host kathy
1: and i'm your other host mary
0: and each week we discuss an episode of stargate beginning with stargate sg1 hello hello how are you doing
1: Oh, no. I'm having an allergic reaction to something, and I don't know what it is. Oh, no. What kind of reaction? I have a rash all over my face and on my arm and on my chest. Oh, my
0: God.
1: Yeah. That's really frustrating. It is. I'm sorry. That's why I was late, because I took a shower right before we were meeting, and I didn't think to account for all of the time it would take me to reapply all of my calamine lotion. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need an extra time. That's awful. (laughs) Yeah. It's unpleasant and itchy and
0: kind of hurts. I'm sorry I poisoned you. Yeah, it was you. It was.
1: I don't think it's poison ivy, because it doesn't really look like it. It looks like some other kind of contact dermatitis. But I have no idea what it is, which makes it that much more annoying, because I'm like, great. I don't know what to do differently to avoid this yeah. happening again or to keep it from getting worse. So that's Oh, fun. that sucks.
0: When did that happen? This morning. Good grief.
1: I mean, I guess better today than yesterday when I had my first day of classes with two different sections that I'm teaching. <laughs> Fair. So it could have been worse, but Yeah. But, but still annoying. Hmm. Today was a work-from-home day, so could have been worse. All I really needed to do was field some emails and I had a Meeting, but it was like one of those big conference call things, and I just like, oh, okay. left my camera. Yeah, off. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's that's my day and my week. Classes have gone fine. That Good. Was, yeah, classes started. That's been fine. My only complaint right now is this stupid rash. Yeah, yeah. which has put me in a very shitty mood. Most I'm of the so day. sorry. <laughs>
0: How are you? I'm okay you know we're busy at work and I mm-hmm. am happy about that one of my colleagues came back from leave that's today good. so I have more relief as far as scheduling people goes and uh, yeah that's yeah. good. I know scheduling's been tough for yeah. you so it's uh it'll get better this for yeah. a week and then it'll get worse again when another one of my
1: colleagues leaves <laughs> Ugh. that sucks It's fine well. well if you need to hire someone, let me know because they're talking about layoffs because our budget has been cut so Boo. much. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yay. Because yeah, why would you want to pay for education? No, definitely yeah. you shouldn't do that. That's just silly. Nope. Absolutely not. Everyone's in a very bad mood at work. Needless to say. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Which is why I try to just mostly stay in my office and not talk to anyone but my students. <laughs> yeah. Boo.
0: Shady, are you gonna settle?
1: there's a cat at my leg Ah, kitty i noticed that your username is shady bait are you uh, using the penguin blanket by any chance
0: i am she was she was coming around so i was like i should try to see if i can lure her to stay (laughs) but
1: probably not but i'll try Our penguin blanket, as well as the white blanket with puppies on it that we keep on our couch, are currently in the laundry because I'm washing everything in the house to hopefully get rid of whatever allergen is around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. yeah.
0: Did you launder Jeff,
1: too? (laughs) I did not launder Jeff. (laughs) No, I think he is capable of showering himself. Oh, okay. Probably should wash the dogs, but Mm. (sighs) it's a lot. Well, yeah, coconut's pretty easy. Lily is a lot. <laughs> Lily's always a lot. Coconut doesn't care. <laughs> it's like she, you give her a bath, she's like fine, whatever. Now can I go play? And Lily though is like the worst thing in the world, and <laughs> oh. she is just apoplectic for ever after. And poor Lily. Yeah, but I mean, really, realistically, probably the dogs got into something outside, and because Lily is so soft and fuzzy and fluffy i like to bury my face in her fur and if she had any kind of plant allergen on her fur could be why it is now a rash why there's no a rash all over my face
0: do you know else who would have an adverse reaction if they went outside
1: who would have (laughs) an adverse reaction if they went outside kathy
0: anyone on the planet in this episode
1: (laughs) why yes (laughs) that would definitely be true and in fact was true yes (laughs) we saw eventually yeah what episode is that this is
0: stargate sg1 season 7 episode 5 revisions
1: my did we revise i'm guessing they're revising memories is that yeah Yeah, that would be my guess (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) the episode starts in the gate room and the control room They have sent a MALP to a planet, P3X289, like they do. This particular planet has a very toxic atmosphere full of sulfur dioxide, carbon monoxide, methane, and ammonia. Those are bad. Yeah, yeah. However, there is a Stargate there, Daniel reasons. Therefore, at some point, there must have been people. Sam confirms this by showing an image the MALP captured somehow of like a very clear picture of a dome through this pile of fog that we were seeing it's kind of weird I don't know I was like how'd you get such a clear picture anyway yeah (laughs) the dome is the only thing they can see on the planet that's not affected by the terrible atmosphere and it's about 2.2 kilometers wide and 500 meters wide high (laughs) yeah indeed (laughs) The melp is continuing forward and it had a reading of a static charge and it's continuing forward and then the melp arm goes through the whatever this dome thing was and there's kind of a rainbowy uh shimmer as the dome goes through.
1: Yeah. What do we think that dome is made out of? It's obviously not solid, but it's doing a good job of acting as a barrier anyway. Hugs
0: and unicorns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah.
1: Expands <laughs> a rainbow. Yeah.
0: They decide to send the malp all the way through to see what happens they do push it forward and then moments after the malp goes fully through they lose the signal however before the malp stopped transmitting they do get one image of a lush pristine park full of green and beauty so there's something alive on this terrible terrible
1: planet this was making me think that this was basically just going to be another Cleeper episode, <laughs> right? Right, the Cleeper. Although it obviously turned out that outside the dome, you know, outside the dome wasn't bad, but everybody that was yeah. in the dome thought it was bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Another. There is no Barkleeper in this beautiful, episode, pristine place. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. And then there's credits. There and then after credits. Everybody, and by everybody, I mean SG-1, (laughs) is on that alien planet wearing hazmat suits, picking their way through, I don't know, like the remnants of buildings. Yeah. Hmm. There's like some girders and stuff that basically look like collapsed buildings. And they're taking atmospheric readings, and it's super cloudy and foggy and smoggy, and you can't see anything, and... I don't really know how they're even finding their way because there's like no visibility really. And the readings are just confirming that everything is terrible, but they want to get to that dome. That shouldn't take more than an hour to get there and back. Although that doesn't allow for any time to actually do anything once you're there. So I don't really know why Jack didn't bother to account for time actually researching the dome, but he didn't when he told Hammond they'd be there and back within an hour. Nothing ever goes wrong. No, definitely not. (laughs) The team keeps walking. They start noticing some sort of static electricity, which is weird, Mm -hmm. and realize that they're standing outside of a force field. That is presumably the source of that static. They say the mouth encountered no resistance when it reached the kind of rainbowy barrier thing, but that it just disappeared when it got to the other side. Sam reiterates what we just saw, that it continued transmitting for a few seconds. Jack takes off his gun and pokes it through the barrier to see what happens, and nothing happens. <laughs> so he pulls it back, and when he sees nothing happen to it, he just walks through. Seems like not the best idea. Maybe stick the thing, like the stick the whatever they're using to take readings with, <laughs> put that through first? Maybe. <laughs> and see what happens, but no, he walked through, and so... Of course, everyone else followed him because they couldn't contact him anymore once he walked through. I would guess, anyway. I guess they don't actually say that, but yeah, they all go through. Yeah. And it's a beautiful park. And now that Sam is through with her scanning device, she finds oxygen and nitrogen, which hopefully there's enough oxygen. <laughs> Doesn't say how much, but hopefully there's enough for them. The barrier apparently also scrubbed their suits clean as they passed through. So that's pretty convenient. When they look behind where they came in, the barrier doesn't seem to be there anymore. It's just more of the same kind of lush green landscape that's out in front of them. But when Daniel turns around and sticks his arm through it, though, his arm disappears. So that barrier is still there. But there's a hologram of some sort that is making it look like there is no barrier and that the environment just continues on indefinitely it'd be funny if he lost his arm
0: Tis but a scratch a scratch your arms off no it isn't But well, what's that then i've heard worse <laughs> it'd be a very different episode it probably wouldn't actually be
1: funny but it would be a very different
0: episode <laughs> yeah also i was thinking do you think they followed the melp tracks from the stargate to get here to the exact Maybe. same place the melp went through
1: could be. Maybe that's how they were figuring out where to go, since the visibility was so low. If they looked closely enough at the ground, maybe they were able to see the tracks. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. They still feel that static electricity, and they're guessing that that's what keeps somebody from walking through by mistake? Maybe. Yeah. It's a well-designed dome. Yeah. They find the malp. The malp is fine. Sam is amazed over the technology that is the dome, and the fact that it can be permeable to large objects but doesn't let poisonous gases through, that is pretty cool technology. Yeah, Yeah. She, of course, wants to study it further. They decide to continue having a look around to see if they can find anybody else. There seems to be a village in the distance. It's only a model. So they head towards that, away from the mouth, and they hear a noise. And then there's a kid that comes out from behind a tree. He looked a little like Charlie 2 to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. He's got a metal thing on his face also, which was very reminiscent of Seven of Nine from Star Trek over his left eye. (laughs) SG-1 promises not to hurt him, and the kid, whose name is Nevin, asks where they came from and is amazed that they came from the outside because... There's nothing out there. You don't go outside and nothing comes from the outside. Sam asks where Nevin's parents are and he says that his dad's in town. So Sam asks if he can show him. So that's not at all weird for these like (laughs) random strangers to come up and be like, where are your parents? We want to talk to them. And that's actually what Daniel says. We just want to talk to him. That doesn't sound at all bizarre. No, not at all. Yeah. Nevin is skeptical, but says maybe we can trade. Yeah. And they do.
0: yeah nevin's gonna take them to town to see his dad in exchange for wearing O'Neill's hazmat suit with the pants rolled way way up yep what happened to the other suits where did they stash them i was wondering that too did they put them in their backpacks i don't know because i only saw remnants of it in teal's arms and obviously we know yeah. where jack's
1: is it didn't look like their packs were yeah. big enough to have that whole suit with Plus the, the head- oxygen yeah. and like the whole helmet and like the face shield and everything in them. They just
0: leave them by the malp Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Bad idea given what we know later. Right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. They follow this kid and encounter this kid's dad, Kendrick. Kendrick also has one of those metal things as does Everyone else in the Yeah, yeah. They are Borg. Resistance is futile. They introduce one another. Kendrick is confused about the existence of SG-1 because they live in a dome on a toxic wasteland. So where did they come from? (laughs) He thought they were the only survivors of whatever happened to this planet. And he thinks that SG-1 should go talk to their council. And they go do that.
1: (laughs) You want to talk to the (laughs) marshal? Yeah. Should we either cut that out or explain what that means? (laughs) Or we could
0: leave it in and it's just a private joke for Jeff.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Moving on. In the council chamber. SG one has met with the council. There's three guys and a lady, which I wouldn't normally bother to mention everyone's gender, but it is relevant later, so i mention it. It is so weird to me how everyone in the village is just standing at the windows, staring <laughs> into the chamber. Some of them literally with their faces pressed up against the glass. It's just so bizarre. This is a very, very unprecedented event. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That is true. Oh, hang on. I hit a button. Oh, no. Not, scrolled somewhere not a else. button.
0: A button. Not the button. buttons.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. There was some cartoon when my sister and I were kids, and there was some character in the cartoon that pronounced buttons as bottons, and Whoa. in that cartoon... Someone said, button, button, who's got the button? And so my sister and I said that to each other for literally decades, <laughs> randomly every now and then. <laughs> I have not heard that. <laughs> I have no idea what it was, but every once in a while, apparently, I still think of that when I hear the word button.
0: My shitty lure failed.
1: Oh, that's, sad. that's
0: okay. Yeah. She's more annoying when she's here, anyway.
1: <laughs> Inside the chamber where all of the creepers are staring the council people are meeting with sg1 talking about the fact that they just came from outside where everyone dies so how is that possible but of course we know they had protective suits and sg1 explains about how they came from earth and the stargate the council people have no idea what they're talking about so they tell sg1 please hold (laughs) and they all touch their little borg devices on their faces and stare blankly into space for a few seconds and when they stop spacing out and seem to come to again, one of the people's like, ah, oh, of course, the gate of Magmar discovered 563 years ago. They know all about it now, because apparently those little devices are essentially an Internet access point. <laughs> and so they can access any data at any time that they want. And they can also be in constant contact with each other at all times with those things. They call them their neural interface. Yes. And it contains the sum total of all of their knowledge and wisdom, their history, their culture, their science, absolutely everything. And I was wondering how they keep it from filling up with pseudoscience, conspiracy <laughs> theories, and terrible memes and lies.
0: Maybe they've moved past that in their culture. <laughs>
1: Maybe. I hope there's at least some good cat videos on there, though. I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did reference the goddess morrigan which who i assume is like another gould figure yeah and i would assume in this case was an irish celtic folklore character that's about all i looked up about it
1: isn't morrigan part of the uh arthurian legend is she where am i thinking no i'm thinking morgan lefay oh. i wonder if that's at all r- related to morrigan which is spelled similarly maybe i didn't yeah. i didn't delve too far into this
0: i was just like oh especially cuz later Daniel's like your language looks similar to one I've translated before but he doesn't say what it was so I was like yeah. well let me see what clue I have for this and I was like okay it seems like maybe celtic okay. or of some kind of celtic language like Daniel's translated Excellent. before but yeah so like thanks Daniel for your very helpful information <laughs> anyway <laughs>
1: do you think that there are influencers on their neural net thing <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like if there are, they're all like homesteady people because this is yeah. a society that doesn't do technology except for the massive technology they do.
1: Yeah. Like they bake things. Yeah.
0: Raising farm
1: animals and making jam. They, they do those get ready with me videos. But instead of putting on makeup, they're like preparing to bake bread or something. <laughs>
0: Churn some butter. After their meeting with the council, Jack and Teal'c go back to the MALP and stick its butt out the dome so that they can make contact with Hammond by having it partway out and partway in the dome. Clever. Yes. And it works. They are able to get in touch with General Hammond. He wants to know what the situation is, and Jack's like, well, there's people here, and they're friendly and a little odd, if you know what he means. I didn't (laughs) know what he meant. Not really. And also, they are perfectly happy to open up their technological wonders for Carter to examine. So they're going to do that tomorrow, and tonight they're going to be treated to a dinner, and A comfortable place to sleep. Sounds good to me. Yeah, right? I would like
1: both of those things. Me
0: too. I already had my dinner.
1: And some antihistamines.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Is anyone pro histamine?
1: your immune system. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I guess that's important. Indeed. (laughs) Quite. Next, we are at Kendrick's house. Jack and Teal'c are crashing there for the night, and they're hanging out with Nevin while Kendrick... Futz is in the kitchen, whatever he's doing in the kitchen. You'd think that he would be sitting and eating with everyone else, because that would be polite, but he's not.
0: Making their spring mix and mango salad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have a salad of some sort for dinner, it looks like. Nevin has like a bowl of strawberries or something. I don't he know. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Tilk and Jack look like they have a salad. They look like they have the exact same food, and yet they look down in their bowls look at each other's bowls, look down in their own bowls again, and trade and nod. (laughs) (laughs) So I have no idea what the difference was between the two. It was amusing, but I wish we knew what the difference was. (laughs) It's not like they even had a different amount in them or anything. (laughs) (laughs) No. Nevin, being a kid, has a million questions for them about how many planets they've been, and he just keeps trying to guess because Jack doesn't know exactly off the top of his head. So the kid's like, 20, 30, 50? (laughs) Kendrick tells him to leave Jack alone from the other room because, again, he's not eating with them. And Jack asks Teal'c if it's too late to just go pitch a tent outside instead. They could just trade houses
0: with Sam and Daniel. They could. <laughs> Sam and Daniel are having dinner with a couple named Palin and Ivala. They've just finished their food and they're having a chat about Everything. So, Sam's asking, you know, about how they have enough to eat. They're self-sufficient, Ivala says. Palin explains that they get their power from geothermal vents below the town, and he is totally on board with showing Sam those generators. Yeah. I'll show you my generators, Sam.
1: (laughs) I Going back though to the topic oh, of yeah. growing enough food, where exactly do we think that they are growing all this food? Because we see no signs of any <laughs> farms or agricultural land. I don't know anywhere. And I actually did some math and fell down a very nerdy. Oh, with that, please do. Let me actually find where I put Take it. Take it away. So eventually, they say that there's a thousand three hundred seventy-three people in this dome area. Going back to what we said before about there being 2.2 kilometers in diameter, that means that it is about 5,025 meters per square person of population, or did I say per square person? Meters squared per person. <laughs> <laughs> or two acres per person as far as population density goes. And I found this cool website called permaculture.com. According to this website, if they were all vegetarians, which they seem to be because we see absolutely no sign of any kind of animal-based product on the table, they would need two acres per person to grow enough food for the population. But we've only got two acres per person in total, so that would leave them with no place to live (laughs) or anything else. Hmm... You can get away with just 0.44 acres of land for fruits and vegetables for people if they're adding in other things to their diet. But again, we don't see any sign of that necessarily. It really kind of depends on like what other kind of animals you add in, because if you wanted to add chickens, that would be pretty convenient. If you had chickens for eggs and meat, and you also had fruits and vegetables, then you could get away with 0.74 acres of agricultural land per person, which, you know, that's a little bit less than half. So that would be doable. But still, you'd think that you would see something somewhere where plants are growing. Because, you know, that's still like almost a third of their land that would need to be growing things. Yeah. If you add pigs into the mix, that's an acre and a half per person. So that would be three quarters (laughs) of the land that would need to be designated to agriculture and Adding cows is just completely out of the question because that would be a minimum of 3.3 acres if you're just using them for meat or dairy, or if you want to use them for meat and dairy, then it would be 5.1 acres per person. Okay. Cows are right out. (laughs) Cows are right out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So best case scenario, you need about 37% of the land for agriculture, but ideally more so that you could have some land laying fallow at any given time. And again, we see absolutely no sign of that anywhere so i wanted to know where is all of the food being produced maybe they grew it and then the dome shrunk
0: <gasps> i mean that didn't happen yet spoiler
1: yeah <laughs> i will that's yeah like if it was on the outskirts and the dome shrunk and then like yeah. all they had left was the city that would have fucked them over yeah I mean, the <laughs> well i mean that's or the s- way it was gonna go anyway nothing do they have maybe maybe they have underground gardens with maybe. some really potent grow lights yeah yeah doing some hydroponics or something silo style
0: yeah movie slash book the silo Mm. they're not growing anything on the rooftops because we get some overhead shots and i don't see anything growing on the rooftops
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i'm gonna assume that like the wool series and the silo tv show that they must have a silo underground with some grow lights and have underground gardens i guess sounds good to me yeah. And then if they have multiple levels, they could also have some meat, I guess. But again, we don't see any meat. No. So I guess they're not churning butter
0: over the uh, link in the mornings.
1: That's true. They could be <laughs>
0: making bread, though. That's
1: true. Yeah. They're definitely not going to have cows. They could get no. pig milk. <laughs> I hear everyone loves pig milk. <laughs> they would technically have enough room for pigs. <laughs> He doesn't have a good glass of pig milk?
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Does anyone drink pig milk?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Okay,
0: now I'm going to Google that. Let's see
1: what the internet says. Do people drink? You could have goats, I guess. I didn't actually bother to look into how much land it would require for goats, but I can't imagine that it's more than pigs, so I would figure you could probably have some goats.
0: Wikipedia just says, pig milk is seldom obtained for human uses and is not considered to be a viable agricultural product, but that did (laughs) not. Ooh, this one says, why don't we drink pig milk? Yeah. Let's see what that says. This is a website called The Takeout. Taste-wise, it's not especially rancid, it's more watery, (laughs) pig milk is really gamey, you know how goat's milk is. Yeah, that really sells it, it's not especially (laughs) rancid. Pig's milk is even stronger tasting than goat's milk. An acquired taste. I was going to ask if it tastes like bacon. So why no? Yeah, right? (laughs) Apparently, there's an economic component to there not being a pig milk uh, run. Mm. And the pig itself is an issue. Fair. The animal needs to be lying down so it's hard to milk a pig. Ah. <laughs> just... Okay, well, I feel like that's enough. Oh, <laughs> not that that stops some people from trying. Yikes. <laughs> a chef was so intrigued with serving pig's milk cheese at his restaurant he experimented with different ways of milking pig. Huh. <laughs> His name is Edward Lee. Wow. (laughs) The most extreme involved ingratiating himself to the sow by smearing (laughs) pink poop on his jacket and sitting near her until she was familiar enough with him to fall asleep. (laughs) Ah. All right.
1: That seems like enough of a reason to not. That seems like going just a little too far to me to (laughs) experiment with. Pig cheese, which no one would probably yeah. want to eat anyway.
0: No. So yeah, so it's just not a feasible way to consume milk. <laughs> of <Gross>. course.
1: <laughs> anyway. They finished their dinner. Yeah. 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 It did not seem to involve pig milk. No. Or cheese. Or cheese. Yes. There was no cheese, I don't think. Yeah. Especially uh, not pig cheese.
0: No. <laughs> Palin was explaining... I can't remember what I said before we (laughs) wandered off here. Uh, Palin explained that they drew their energy from geothermal vents below the town. And he's going to show off the generators. I remember saying that now. Daniel asks the question, you're very advanced, but you uh, seem to be very uh, not advanced in your architecture and way of life. Evala explained that technology destroyed their world. Industrial growth poisoned the air and the water, and people were dying from disease and starvation, so they decided to live simpler lives when they went in the dome. A lesson for Earth, Daniel thinks. That's quite a lot of industrial yeah. waste. <laughs> Daniel is interested in learning more about their history and how this came about, and Avala's like, here, why don't you uh, put my Borg implant on and just learn about us
1: through the link? That's kind of gross. I would not want to take something off someone else's face no. and put it on my face, especially not right now.
0: Daniel. Yeah. yeah.
1: gross rash all over my no. face. No.
0: Daniel kind of seems like he's considering it for a moment until Sam's like, mm, that's probably not a good idea. We don't yeah. know if our brains are compatible with yeah. the technology. So maybe,
1: maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's unsanitary. Yeah.
0: And so Daniel says, maybe later. And then we cut to a scene where the councilwoman from earlier is sleeping, but suddenly she bolts up and gets up. She packs a suitcase and then she just takes the suitcase, leaves, and walks out of her house and out of the town and out the
1: barrier. Oops. Yeah. That was weird. It was. Why also, why get the suitcase? Because obviously she's going to die by going through the barrier. That was really weird. Why would it tell her to do that?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, very weird. <laughs> so weird. And it was making a weird noise the whole time. And I was wondering if it, like, is it normal for it to make noises like that? Or is it only in this circumstance if it's telling somebody to go and yeah wander off into the wasteland that it makes yeah. that noise. And if so, why?
0: Yeah. Was the link only talking to her at that moment? I guess so.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I would guess so. So
0: maybe the suitcase is if in case anyone was out for a night stroll and uh, saw her, they'd be like, yes, clearly she's yeah, taking her she's... suitcase
1: and leaving town. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That would make no sense. They would be like, what are you? T-? They would still be wondering where the hell is she going with a suitcase? I have important business. I'm off to die. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway <laughs> in the morning nevin is standing over jack wearing his helmet and jack is not amused in the background we see tilk sitting in a chair and has tilk literally just been sitting there all night <laughs> maybe. staring at jack <laughs> watching jack sleep could be maybe tilk stayed up all night keeping watch because he's tilk it's very weird i mean nevin or kendrick comes in and tells nevin that it's time to go to school and they chat a little bit but Tilk is just there in the background for this whole scene <laughs> watching and smiling and it was weird <laughs> maybe Tilk tried the link maybe yeah <laughs> elsewhere Sam is hanging out with Pelin who is uh, the guy that they spent the night at their his house with Ivala Ivala? 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 yeah. yeah they're having a Take your house guest to work day, because they're going to go and see all of the technology behind the dome.
0: Behind the dome.
1: Yeah. Sam is asking questions about whether anyone has ever been outside the dome. And no, they haven't, not in over 400 years. They do keep an eye on the toxicity levels to see if they can ever go back outside to live there again. And he asks Sam what it's like. And Sam's like, it's pretty much a hot mess. (laughs) Just rubble left. Nothing else. It's terrible. Don't go there. (laughs) They walk past some little side street and Pelon throws a rock through it. And it kind of shimmers. And we see that that barrier thing actually does go right through the middle of the city here. Yeah. And he guesses that the hologram is so that they don't have a constant reminder of what happened and how closed in they really are.
0: Seems like they know anyway.
1: Yeah. But now they are almost at the control room and Tisk right this way. It's underground. Oh. They find the entrance, they go down a staircase, and there's a whole bunch of computers inside and some big computer monitors. And it's much more high tech than... Anything else that we've seen in the village so far. Palin seems quite proud of it as he's showing it off to Sam.
0: Elsewhere, not very far, because this town is like two feet wide. Right. Ivala is taking Daniel to the only other place that has any knowledge in it, if you're not willing to use the link. It is an old library or something full
1: of books and dust and books and dust there was a lot of dust. It was really gross yeah. how much dust was flying around when they were moving the books. Yeah. Most of dust is skin cells, yeah. and that's what makes it that much more disgusting.
0: Whose skin cells are in here?
1: When was the last time there were people here? Anyway. Mm, fair point. Yeah. So <laughs> probably probably less than 85% of the dust is skin cells. Everywhere else, though, 85% mm. of dust is skin cells. Neat. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome.
0: It's fine. This is all they have for, I don't know, analog knowledge. Daniel then notes that the writing is similar to a language that they've encountered before. And he may be able to translate it if Ivala gives him some help. And she is more than happy to lend him a hand.
1: So kind of her. Yeah. Convenient that both Ivala and Palin happen to work exactly where (laughs) Sam and Daniel need them to work. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe they all have equal access to all of these things through the link, and nobody really works anywhere specific because they can all access any information.
0: Well, I mean, they, need. they did say Kendrick is a gardener at some point, and that and that Palin is. She Ivala was like, my husband's one of the special people who's like a, one of the engineers who keeps yeah. this place. Well, I remember running. them
1: talking about yeah, I remember them talking about Kendrick being a gardener, but you know he's not playing a role here, yeah. and specifically Ivala and true palin
0: yeah but he's part of all of it
1: anyway anyway back down to palin and sam he's showing her how everything works and they're just checking out all the readings sam calls over to him as he's standing a few feet away looking at something on some screen and he, we see him just kind of facing away from her not moving and he doesn't answer her meanwhile with daniel and evala Daniel's talking to Ivalla, and she's not responding either. She's just sitting in a chair, staring off into space in the control room. Sam is checking in on Palin and he's continuing to stare <laughs> in the space. Ivalla comes out of her trance and doesn't seem to have any knowledge of the fact that she was in any kind of trance. Because she's not sure why Daniel's there asking her if she's okay. Meanwhile, with Sam and Pallon... She didn't really know for sure that he was in a trance because by the time that she went over to take a closer look at him, he kind of came out of it and turned around. She asks if he saw the screens change as they just did, but Pelin's like, that doesn't happen. The the displays that are currently on them are the same displays that are always there. Sam swears that she saw some lines of code, though, streaming up on the screen before. And Pelin says she doesn't know what she's talking about. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) After this
0: alarming situation, SG-1 gathers together in the park to have a little talk. Yeah. No agricultural space in sight. No. No. Gardens are more important. Yeah. Parks and gardens. Yeah. Yeah. Sam says the technology is incredible and she is going to try to interface her computer with their computer so she can learn more things. Teal'c asks if they want anything in return and Sam's like, nope. They're happy with their lives and they just want to share it with us and they're so kind. <laughs> Jack is like, this is confusing and it doesn't make sense. They live in a bubble. Why are they happy? <laughs> and Daniel's like, well, they've survived here for a long time. And looks like, there's more to life than survival. And it seems like they're doing more than surviving, at least yeah. on the surface. They I seem pretty happy. Yeah. Sam suggests that maybe give them the option of relocating off this planet if they want. And Jack agrees, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. So they head over to the council again. The council, which is now comprised of just three dudes. The council of three dudes does not think that leaving the dome is a good idea. They sure don't. We're happy where we are and we have everything we need. We don't need fresh air and fresh water and mountains and trees because we can see them in the link.
1: It's not really quite the same as seeing them in real life and experiencing them and being surrounded by them. Yeah.
0: They politely thank them for their generous offer, but say, no, this is our home. Jack asks if anyone else in town maybe would want to go, but the councilman's like, we speak for the down and our decision is unanimous. Daniel then asks, well, what about the other one, the woman who was here? And the councilmen have no idea what the hell Daniel's talking about. They're like, we haven't had a woman in this council in years. And it's always consisted of three members, not four. So, what?
1: yeah, SG-1 is very confused at this. Indeed. Yeah. They're talking outside a little bit later, and Sam says that she talked to Pelin, who has no recollection of there ever being a fourth council person, so that's weird. The entire town has no recollection of that lady who wandered off into the wasteland the night before. They think maybe the Link has something to do with this, and that it sent some information to everyone's brains to make them forget about her existence. That kind of sucks for that lady. I mean, it already yeah. sucks for her that she wandered off into the wasteland, but the fact that nobody even remembers her sucks even more. Yeah. Yeah. Which also still begs the question of why would she have a suitcase with her if no one's going to remember that they saw her anyway, even if the computer was trying to get it to look like she was like, going on vacation or something.
0: Maybe the link lets her pack some food just in case. Maybe things are better outside and she'll survive maybe. for a minute. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Tilk, though, thinks that maybe the other council people just thought that they should get rid of her because she didn't agree with them but daniel thinks that it might be a little bit extreme to erase her from existence (laughs) just for that which is true would not surprise me if that happens sometime (laughs) in the future when our technology gets there but thankfully we're not there yet not yet yeah daniel's gonna go and check out the archive and see if he can figure anything else out. And meanwhile, Sam wants to go do more research on the technology that is is—that is the dome. So they leave. <laughs> Break. And Tilk and, ja- <laughs> and Tilk and Jack just continue to do Tilk and Jack stuff. Yeah. I look at people and I guess. be skeptical. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. They talk about the townspeople not really behaving strangely. Yeah. So... <laughs> I guess they're going to go watch the townspeople act perfectly normal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In the archive, Daniel and Ivala are continuing their research. Daniel isn't having too much luck finding any information about when the dome was created. Ivala says they had already started using the link around that time, and therefore there may not be much written material from then. Daniel asks Ivala if she would be willing to leave the dome if she had the chance and Ivala though is like I've got everything I need we have everything we need we're happy and maybe someday our planet will be less terrible outside and we can leave this dome then eventually Daniel asks if they want children and she says yes he's asking because there must be population control happening with their tiny dome and apparently no agriculture to be seen and all of that fun stuff and she says every couple's allowed a maximum of two
1: children why don't we see any other children then in this entire episode (laughs) i
0: don't know
1: nevin is the only one we ever see and if he's the only kid that is currently living in the dome that really sucks a lot for him where does he go to school and who's
0: he going to school with? Well, he was doing his lessons in his room. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah you're right. So homeschooling yeah. on the link, right? How do
1: you right. need to have school if you have the link? That's a good question too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No. I mean, we have internet and we still true need school. <laughs> that's true. But if you have the internet directly hardwired into your brain, though, I would. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: So maybe the rule is they can have two children, but maybe it doesn't happen very much. Potentially? Yeah. Anyway. Daniel asks how many people are there exactly. And Ivala then says, as you had mentioned before, they have 1,373 people. And Daniel asks, what if one of them decides to have extra children? And Ivala says, no
1: one's ever decided that. So I do not know. Back down in the dome control center, they're doing some sciencing. I really know exactly what they're doing i think sam's just trying to essentially download the software onto her computer is kind of what it seems like
0: yeah so she can actually understand
1: what she's looking at yeah no, no, no. i don't know i guess pelin's asking a bunch more questions about earth he doesn't necessarily want to go live there but sam has invited him to come just for a visit and he asks if they have oceans Of course, we have oceans and deserts and rainforests, and it would take a lifetime to see it all, as Sam says. Pellen thinks that sounds pretty great. And then Sam suddenly notices that their power utilization has gone down and asks Pellen what the normal variation is. He says it's between 0.01 and 0.07% variation, which is very small. Sam is very alarmed because she says that's about 2% lower than the readings that they got from, I think, from the MALP when they first got there. Pelin doesn't believe her. He says that they must be mistaken, that the figures that he's seeing are in the normal range and that, as far as he remembers, that's the range they've always been in, so she doesn't know what she's talking about as far as he's concerned. Sam though continues to be very alarmed because she knows that her MALP readings are not wrong and that the readings on this computer. Have definitely not always been what they currently are and the reason that that is a problem is because if these power fluctuations are in fact happening then the force fields might be weakening and that's bad very very bad yeah
0: outside Teal'c and jack are headed back to the park to malp it up with hammond They run into Kendrick, or Kendrick is following them. I'm not sure. Anyway, Kendrick comes to see them. There we go. Yeah. And he is a little bit excited about the idea of getting off this planet with his son so his son can, you know, enjoy a real world with real sky and clouds. And Jack says, yeah, you can go. Yep. That's that scene. (laughs) It is.
1: Later, Sam radios to Jack. And has been doing some additional calculations. But before she can tell Jack more about what she's discovered, Tilk points out the fact that the MELP is gone. The park looks exactly the same, but there is no MELP where they left it. Uh-oh. Yeah. So they have no way of calling back to the SGC. And Sam's like, well, cool, but... Also, as bad as that, if not worse, is that the dome is losing power. There's been about a 4% drop in that power within the last 24 hours or so. If that continues, then eventually the dome is going to fail altogether. Although she can't say exactly how long it's going to take for that to happen. While she's talking about this, the computer monitors do the same thing that they did before with the code streaming over them. Ivala, who happens to be over with Daniel as that is happening... Gets that blank look on her face again, and then just gets up and leaves. Daniel is confused by that behavior. Sam reiterates over the radio the fact that the power level is definitely dropping. She's definitely not making any miscalculations. Tilk thinks that they should try to warn all the townspeople. Sam isn't convinced that that would necessarily work, since she's already shown the evidence to Palin and he doesn't believe her. Why would anyone else believe them either, even with the actual evidence (laughs) right there? And Sam is starting to suspect that Pelon's memory may have been altered in some way to make him think that the power has always been at this level.
0: Uh-oh. hmm Meanwhile, continuing with the uh-oh, Dan <laughs> is following Dan. Oh, my God. My buddy Dan. <laughs> I haven't called him that in a while. My you buddy haven't. Dan and I, and I, and I, yes, I, I was following Dan as he followed Ivala. Daniel is following <laughs> Ivala. Through the town. She is beelining though. She is not hearing him as he calls after her and he chases after her. And she then disappears into that, that brick wall area that we had seen before. It was there. Daniel's looking for her. There's a door there but it's locked. So then he goes up to the wall and realizes that it is the dome edge. Yep. Lovely. And at this point, I was wondering why they're just killing off the ladies in this episode. Assholes. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the population control. Less ladies, (laughs) less pregnancies.
1: Yeah. Could be. Yikes. I don't know. SG-1 later arrives at Palin's house, and Daniel tells them all about what just happened with Ivala. They're starting to get really suspicious about these interfaces now, thinking that It was potentially the interface that told her to go and walk out into the wasteland. Essentially a form of brainwashing. And so, of course, now they're going to butt in because they need to help people. They want to help people instead of just leaving things (laughs) alone. They're like, we need to get involved because we always involve ourselves in everything, even though (laughs) sometimes Daniel argues, we need to leave them alone. Tilk asks if it's possible to disable the link. The computer that Is in charge of the link helps to control the dome so not really but maybe she can try to reprogram some of the information that it's sending Hmm. to everybody that sounds easy yeah absolutely daniel is going to try to find some historical evidence in the library to try to contradict any information that he's able to find on the link so that he can try to at least prove to whoever is willing to listen that the link is lying to them and so he heads off to do that meanwhile i guess sam is going to go and hang out in the computer room to see if she can do her reprogramming stuff yeah jack and tilk meanwhile are going to go try to get their hazmat suits back on where yeah where is tilk's hazmat suit now <laughs> <laughs> don't know presumably tilk's hazmat suit is somewhere at the house so they're going to go back to the house that they've been staying at to get their hazmat suits and wander off into the wasteland to try to find them out so that they can call back in to the SGC. Nevin finds them along the way and asks where they're going when they say that they're going to Nevin's house. He's like, nope, no, you're not. Our house is over that way. They have a little back and forth, but ultimately they decide to follow Nevin back to where Nevin says his house is.
0: And it is indeed Nevin's house, even though it wasn't Nevin's house before.
1: True, yeah. Nevin pulls out Jack's suit as proof. It was very weird to me that one of the doors just took you right into a sleeping area with the bed right next to the door to the outside.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Did we have an Airbnb like that once? There was like a bedroom to the outside. Anyway. Probably. In the house that Jeff and I were renting for a while, they had finished the front porch and tried to call it a bedroom. (laughs) Cool. It technically (laughs) had a closet, so I guess it was... (laughs) Technically, a bedroom, but a finished front porch is not where I would want my bedroom to be. The door to the outside was definitely in like part of that room. I don't think a closet makes
0: a bedroom because then, like, my hallway in my old apartment was a bedroom. And
1: that's yeah, but like, from an actual room standpoint, though, that is the rule is that if there is a closet in it, it's a bedroom. If there is no closet, then it is an office. Weird, yeah. Hallways are not included. In
0: tired them. of your weird rules. <laughs> <laughs> Too many weird rules. Right. Jack and Teal c- continue to be confused because they're like, we did not sleep here last night and we don't know what's going on. Kendrick arrives home and asks if they are going back home. And Jack's like, nope, we're just going to send a message. We promise we won't leave without you. And Kendrick is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Jack's like, you were going to come with us? And he's like, no, this is great. Everything's wonderful. I love this place. And my son loves this place, too. Nevin's like, I'm going to be a gardener like my dad. He said he wanted to be an explorer. Yeah, but no. Everyone's confused. (laughs) Yep. Jack tells Kendrick that they need to take the Borg implant off of their head and stop being under the influence of the link. And Kendrick's like, no, the link is great. We love the link. The link <laughs> is everything. And if I take it off, I'm going to die. And Jack's like, no, that's not true. Yeah. We for sure know that's not true. Yeah.
1: We saw Ivala take hers yeah. off. <laughs> and then Kendrick tells Jack they should leave. <laughs> yeah. No longer welcome. No. Yeah. Outside, Jack radios down to Sam to ask what is going on over there. What has she been doing this whole time? She's still not at the control room. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> she says, I'm on my way there now. Okay, but weren't you on your way there before? And this place isn't that big. Why aren't you there yet? Maybe she dropped Daniel off at the library first. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, he, needed a, he
0: needed to be walked there.
1: Yeah. When she gets there, finally, Palin's already there. He's almost done downloading the generator design onto her computer. Sam is like, great, but I don't really care about that right now. (laughs) Did you maybe notice any more drop in power levels? And Palin's like, nope, and there weren't any before either. You're mistaken. Sam asks, well, what about any more screen updates with lines of code? And Palin again is like, nope, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not a thing that happens. (laughs) Sam really tries hard to convince Palin that the dome is failing, but he is not having any of that. He doesn't believe her at all. Sam, of course, is upset about that and says that he and Ivala both are going to die if the dome shuts down. And Palin is like, who the hell is Ivala? He has never been married, as far as he can recall. Yeesh. Yeah, yikes.
0: Elsewhere, library area, Daniel has conveniently found exactly what he needs And is headed off to show someone yep back in the dome room dome control room not the dome room the whole thing is a dome (laughs) room sam is still trying to reason with palin she tells him he needs to disconnect from the link he is resisting because like kendrick he believes it will kill him if he removes it Sam mentions Ivala again because she removed hers last night with no problem and he is like I don't know who you're talking about and your memories have been altered just like they have with these dome power levels. Sam continues to explain that first she thought a person was responsible for this but the changes happened too quickly therefore it must be the computer making these changes and updating everyone's memory through the link. The only way to get this taken care of is to disconnect from the link which Palin is still resisting (laughs) Sam wants him to remove his implant and then also help her reprogram the link so that everyone else stops believing these crazy lies too and figures out that they're all gonna die if they stay but Palin is like no fortunately Daniel comes in and he's like I've got the proof (laughs) I've got the paper I've got the power. it says things things that are real i don't know I- <laughs> good old-fashioned paper he's got yeah. so he shows these documents and they are from when the dome was first created everyone signed a contract establishing land ownership rights and he is Specifically pointing Palin to the fact that there were originally more than a hundred thousand people in this dome. That's quite a difference in population size. It is. Palin's like, that's impossible. The dome is too small for that. (laughs) And Daniel's like, yeah, it is now. And Sam realizes, oh yeah, the power loss will cause the dome to fail is what I assumed. But the computer found a way around that and the computer shrinks the dome instead. Yikes and sends people to their doom, doom! yeah and the melp outside the dome Yeah. Palin's Good like times. where
1: did everybody go Yee. 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 yeah and we find that out in the next scene when Tilk and jack did find their suits yeah. and are wandering around outside and there's just a bunch of skeletons everywhere how did they miss that on the way in I don't no, oh, they must not have been following malt tracks because there's no way they would have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It got dark. Yep. Back in the control room. Sam's continuing to argue with Palin. He obviously he's a smart guy and he's been presented with some pretty convincing evidence, but he just doesn't want to believe yeah. it. Although he's having a hard time coming up with reasons why not to believe it, as Sam and Daniel continue to try to convince him and show him the evidence. Sam has him kind of to the point where he's listening, he's still not convinced. She takes the device off of his face because he's not willing to do it himself. And obviously he's still alive and realizes that everything that Sam is saying is actually true.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Or or
1: yay, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Life shattered. Yeah. Illusion shattered. Jack radios to Sam at some point, I think a little bit later, asking about what's going on down there and Sam lets him know that Palin is working on accessing the link. They're still hoping they can reprogram it. Jack and Teal'c are going to head towards Sam and hang out with them there, I guess, is their plan. Yes. Palin and Sam continue to do their thing and then finally Palin sees what Sam had been seeing and that the screen changes when everyone freezes and gets an update from the link. And then we see a flash of the townspeople all frozen. Kendrick and Nevin are in their home. They're frozen and Kendrick is suddenly nefariously like, Nevin, I want you to stay here. Father, is Colonel O'Neill sick, Nevin asks, and Kendrick's like, he is, but we're going to make him better.
1: Why would Nevin just automatically think that Jack was sick? I guess it was the telling link told him ben that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's weird. It gets creepy. Yeah. Indeed. Out in the square, Tilka and Jack are finding themselves surrounded and stalked by all the townspeople <laughs> who are now after them. Down in the dome, Pelon and Sam are trying to do some kind of work on the various systems. I don't know exactly what they're trying to do, but it doesn't matter because Pelon doesn't know how to do anything without (laughs) access to the link anyway in the town. People just continue to close in on Teal'c and Jack. Eventually, they're completely surrounded, and Jack radios down to Sam that they have a problem. The problem gets so bad that... Tilk and Jack have to pull their weapons on the townspeople because they are looking quite threatening, and yeah, it is now two against, I guess, a thousand three hundred seventy two one. At if one? you take yeah. Ivala and <laughs> Pellin out of the <laughs> yeah, invasion? yeah, yeah,
0: that's a lot of people after you.
1: It really is, yeah. Pellin, meanwhile, is continuing to work on the computer, and manages to get into the system, presumably the Great Link system, and Sam says to make it erase everyone's memory of SG-1. Back outside, Tilk and Jack have their weapons up. Again, everyone is standing in a close circle around them. Kendrick tries to tell Jack that he's not himself, and his mind is playing tricks on him. And then all of a sudden, he asks Jack who he is. So clearly, what Palin was doing has worked. I have no idea who Jack and Teal'c are or why they're all standing there surrounding them. Yeah, Everyone looks a little confused.
0: Part of this was that Kendrick was offering Jack his own Borg implant. Oh,
1: that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Was it his own? I thought it was some new ones.
0: Oh, well, not his own, but a new one. But, I meant to Yeah, Jack. where did they yeah. get
1: the new ones from? I don't know. But what
0: is the purpose of offering them the link? Like... Why not just chase them
1: out of the dome? Like, were they going to keep
0: them? They can't have more people. I thought the whole point was the dome is
1: getting smaller. And I was like, maybe why? because they had weapons. And so the easiest way to get rid of them without any of the villagers actually oh. being harmed would be to get them to put the, Could be. the metal things on and then tell them to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> the computer would get them out of there. Or maybe it's because Jack and Teal
0: are dudes.
1: Could be. Could be. (laughs) That dome. They wouldn't have given that same offer to Sam. I've only seen that dome kill ladies, so the computer,
0: not the dome, I guess. Yeah. Very true. Later, SG One has clearly gotten the townspeople to all take off their link implants and decide to leave and they've convinced them all that things are bad here and they need to go. So everyone's evacuating. Sam is talking to Palin and she tells him that the geothermal vents are starting to cool or had started to cool hundreds of years ago. And therefore the dome kept shrinking because they didn't have enough power anymore. And eventually, obviously, it all would have gone down. And the town will be entirely relocated within just a couple of days. Fantastic. Yeah. Good job. Good job, SG-1. Yeah. They don't know how much longer the dome will stay. And Palin's like, yeah. And in the meantime, more of us would have disappeared as the dome shrink. Then Sam references Ivala. Palin does not remember her. He says he envies the other people in his town because they might have all lost somebody too, but they don't know it. And he knows he did. Sam says she's sorry and she wishes she could help and he says maybe you can by telling me about her. And that is the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you like the episode? I did. It was a slow burning type of episode but it was Mm. like a good creepy small town sci-fi plot episode where memory issues happen and it was all creepy and I liked that. I did have some questions and the computer that was programmed to keep people safe was it always programmed to mess with people's memories like since the beginning were they just like yes we will use this link to mess with people's memories was that something that was already happening in their society beforehand or did somebody in the town figure out that maybe the dome was going to start shrinking so they programmed the link to start disappearing people and make it, or not even the disappearing part. I feel like that was part of their original programming as like a structural thing to like keep the dome intact as like the overarching, like keep the people intact-ish.
1: But I, I'm babbling, sorry. <laughs> or was it AI and the AI yeah. decided to do this on its own without anyone programming yeah, it to do Yeah, who knows?
0: I guess that was my main question. And then I was thinking about this poor people who leave... And then once they leave the dome do you think they lose their connection to the link and suddenly remember what the hell's going on as they die a horrifying death? Yikes, that would be terrible.
1: <laughs> Seeing as Palin can't remember his wife even once he's taken his oh link true thing off, I'm going to assume that it erases memories permanently. Okay. Or Put memories in permanently or whatever you know like, whatever it does I'm guessing it's permanent yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope it's permanent because yikes I don't like the thought yeah. of that
0: and then I, I it's such a like a sad thing I guess I would say to think about like dying and no one remembers that you even existed yeah. but then I think that overall that happens to almost everybody after it a certain amount of long time enough. yeah yeah like, long enough when, and Yeah, when you know when everyone you know dies that's it for you like that's yep. that's the end <laughs> so apparently i like these thoughts i don't know yeah and then i was also thinking about the and so this isn't about liking it but i was thinking about the link and then i was thinking about streaming services and i was thinking particularly about instances where say disney edits star wars yet again or Ugh. they take out up you know streaming services remove episodes rightly or wrongly of like characters wearing black face for whatever yeah. reason and like in a future where we don't have physical media at all these streaming services can you know make anything true that and this is i mean this is just art we're talking about not necessarily
1: reality yet right and it creeps me out that it is creepy yeah <laughs> big brother when like the guy's job is to change history yeah essentially like to go back and find historical articles and to change whatever it says in the historical article to fit what big brother wants it to yeah. say yeah or to like take out people that they want to erase from history like yeah. kind of like what happened here yeah yeah so it made me it's creepy
0: yeah th- feel things <laughs> yeah
1: fair <laughs> how about you did you like it I did. I don't have nearly as much to say. So that's good that you had a good amount to say. I I enjoyed it. It was creepy and just kind of eerie. I found it to be an interesting episode, even though I was like the entire time wondering, where does their food come from? (laughs) I don't know why I was fixating on that, but I was.
0: Because that's, yeah, food is pretty important.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it is creepy, though, because like you can kind of see the potential for seeing things like this to happen if we were to start letting our brains be directly wired yeah. into the internet so that we could learn things that way. Or, you know, people are, are like looking at ways to like download people's entire memories and personalities and everything. Yeah. So if you can download somebody's personality, what's to keep you from uploading something to change somebody's personality or memories? True. And yeah, the technology, the potential for the technology is kind of there and it's weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, enjoyable episode. Yeah. And then we have our
0: own human brains susceptible to so much anyway, even without it.
1: Yeah, our own brains can pretty easily, even without a direct connection to the internet, be convinced to believe false things and false memories. So, I mean, we've been talking recently about the
0: Mandela effect.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: It, like How massive amounts of people
1: can remember something that's blatantly not that is completely not real yeah exactly and that's that's also creepy yeah that's even more creepy i think we don't even need the ai to do it for us (laughs) right yeah exactly the fact that we can just as a society convince ourselves of a thing is yeah scary (laughs) in different ways yes (laughs) but no less scary right yeah good times yeah 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 what more good times might we be having next Kathy, we're not having good times next, because I looked ahead and saw that it is an episode that I hate a lot. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Season 7, Episode 6, Lifeboat. Answering a distress beacon on an uninhabited planet, SG-1 finds a crashed spaceship containing hundreds of people in a cryogenic sleep. Stunned by an unseen weapon, the team is struck unconscious and, upon awakening, discovers that several of the frozen personalities now inhabit Daniel's body. Oh, Maybe I won't hate it as much as I remember. Maybe it'll be one of those episodes where I knew I hated it the first time, but it was okay on rewatch. But I kind of doubt it.
0: I I think I'm mixing it up in my head with a different episode from a different show. So I don't really
1: (laughs) remember the specifics. Fair. Well, just get ready for all Daniel all the time. Oh, yeah. In this next one. According to the TVDB, when SG-1 finds a crashed alien spaceship, Daniel's mind is taken over by its disembodied passengers okay yeah yeah all right so we have that to
0: look forward to or not (laughs) in the meantime please feel free to head on over to any podcast service that you use that allows likes and reviews we would appreciate it and we thank you very much for listening (laughs) um yeah i'm doing great if yep. you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at stargating at gmail.com. You can visit us on our website, which is stargazing.space, which allows you to contact us through a web form and also leave us voicemails. You can also find us on Instagram at stargatesing and also at stargazing on mastodon.world. If you would like to contribute to the financial viability of this podcast <laughs> sure we'll go with that yeah um you can visit patreon.com slash where you can give us money and listen to bonus episodes which i know we mention bonus episodes every so often but i would like to since it's been a while we did review stargate origins and then also i don't even remember now what else we did but that is a thing we did. So we you, do outtakes episodes yeah, outtakes which I'm actually am be, actually
1: behind on our second I do we do them twice per season and I'm, sorry yeah. everyone, I sorry everyone I fell behind <laughs> because of school and have not done sorry. the second part of season 6 but it's on my to-do list still. Yeah, we've
0: got outtakes episodes. We, we do.
1: We will have that Puczynski episode one Eventually, of these days. Puchinski. We've been threatening for like a year now. And I'm sorry that I'm the worst and haven't watched it yet. But I will. It's just I'm dreading it because it looks so awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a little spam fanfic for you too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, I forgot about that. Which includes SG-1 as well. But (laughs) anyway,
1: yeah. I still have that can of Spam that I bought in my cabinet. Speaking of things but I've been procrastinating, I have not (laughs) eaten my Spam yet. I've never had Spam. I will try it. Oh, man. It's the low sodium type, which I feel like is cheating, but that was the only kind they had. So yeah, I I think it's okay.
0: I think it'll have plenty of sodium, even though it's the low sodium (laughs) version. Fair. Uh, Yeah, so... Again, thanks for listening, and I'm Kathy. I'm Mary. (laughs) And you've been listening to Stargate Sing. The end. The end. Did you recognize Palin? He
1: looked familiar, but I didn't bother to look him up.
0: I'm going to, we're getting closer and closer to Atlantis time. I I will just say he is multiple characters on Stargate Atlantis.
1: Yeah, fabulous.
0: Todd. Really? He's also one of, he's also one of Taylor's village people, but (laughs) village people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's, he's Todd.
1: Weird. Yeah. He wears a lot of loaf in that. Yeah. (laughs) To play that role. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.